Shalom Aleichem, Mishnah Yomi is continuing for Shushan Purim in the 10th chapter of Erevin, Mishnah Base. Now remember Mishnah Aleph that we started on Purim, first day of Purim itself, was someone who finds tefillin in the Rosh Rabim. Now Mishnah Base is actually a continuation of Mishnah Aleph. In the Gemara, there's no separation here. So we're going to see we're bringing more opinions about what to do with tefillin that are found in Rosh Rabim on Shabbos. Now where we ended up was if it's Shasakana, you should cover them up and just go about your business. So the Sakana was if, for instance, the government made a decree against wearing tefillin, if they caught you with tefillin, he's in big trouble. So you cover them up until you can find a time after Shabbos to go and retrieve these tefillin without being caught by the government. Now, it's interesting because there's a famous, famous pasuk in the Megillah, and the Gemara in Megillah says, Yikar, the last word, was tefillin. They got their tefillin back. Now, where did the tefillin go? So the Farshim say, actually, Haman Arasha made a gezerah no tefillin. So Haman Arasha banned tefillin. So this Mishnah, right here at the beginning of the 10th paragraph of Erevin, is Nogeya to the time of Mordechai and Esther, when Haman had banned tefillin. And Baruch Hashem, we got them back again in the Purim story. So now we're in Mishnah base. Anyways, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Notznan lechavero, lechavero, lechavero. He brings another option of what to do. He says, you give them to your friend, and your friend to his friend, until you get to the outer courtyard, you know, an enclosed area, and they would do a rabbinical transfer, like we learned about in the very first Mishnah in Shabbat, to get them inside. So what is he talking about? Is Again, he's talking about a Shas Sakana, but he's talking about a different Sakana. The Gemara explains, we are talking about a Mishnah Aleph, was if the government banned tefillah, they don't want to see any Jews with tefillah. Now what Rabbi Shimon's talking about is, if there's a different kind of Sakana, like there might be bandits or robbers or things like this, or it's downtown Baltimore and you find Tefillin on Shabbos, you know, that kind of issue. So then the problem is not being seen by the government agents with Tefillin, but the problem is let's get them out of here right now and not hang around in this place, which is dangerous. So you go and you get a bunch of your buddies together and you pass them one to another and everyone's standing within four amot of one another. So you understand that a transfer in Rishut Rabim had to be at least for Amot to be a biblical transfer. So we would get all these people together. So they're all passing from one to another, having a transfer that's less than for Amot. So everyone's doing a rabbinical transfer, but it's allowed for the sake of saving these tefillin in a matzav where it's dangerous to hang around and wait for after Shabbos to save these tefillin. And the Gemara brings another option of if there's only one person around and there's no one else to form a human chain with, then the one person could take the tefillin and move them less than four amot and then stop and rest, less than four amot, stop and rest without putting the tefillin down. And since all of his movements are less than four amot, again, it's a rabbinical transfer, but for the sake of saving the tefillin in a situation where it could be hazardous to hang out there, it would be allowed. The Rambam brings both of these options, lehalacha. So the mission continues to Rabbi Shimon's opinion, the Ken Beno, also his son, if his child wandered out into Rishusha Rabim on Shabbos, or a, a child was Mazel Tov born out in Rishusha Rabim on Shabbos, they could form a human chain. Note no lechavero, he passes it to his friend. Chavero lechavero, afilu mea. Even if you need to get a hundred guys, even if you need more than a hundred people to play past the baby into a courtyard, into a Rishusha Yachid area, so you could take care of it appropriately. Rabbi Yehuda Merna, he brings an even more makel, similar opinion. Noten adam chavit lechavero, you could give a barrel your friend, they could keep forming a human chain and pa- play past the barrel even outside of the tchum. 
And what he's talking about is a barrel that's hefker, that doesn't have an owner, because items that have an owner, they go after the tchum of the owner. And we're talking about bringing it to somebody. Remember, if somebody wandered out of the tchum, somebody got a little bit meshugana, and they wandered outside of the tchum, and they're stuck. And Lamaisa, it's getting hot. They need something to drink. So you pass them the barrel. Hopefully it's not a barrel of wine left over from Purim. Hopefully you drank it all yesterday, last night. But a barrel of water, you'd pass them on Shabbos. So Rabbi Yehuda has a permitted way to bring someone outside of the Tachum by forming a human chain, their barrel of water. But Amrulo, but the other sages said, Lo An item should not be able to go further than its owner. So what they're saying is a normal item follows the Tachum Shabbos of its owner. So just because this barrel of water has no owner, it's hefker, it's ownerless, it shouldn't be able to go more than a normal owned, possessed item, you know, just the 2,000 amos outside of the city. So we couldn't rely on it according to the other sages. Great, let's go on to Mishnah Gimel. Hayakure besefer aliskupa. He's reading his book on the porch, on the threshold. It could be a Megillah, and this Golgala sefer miyado. So one end rolled out of his hand. Golgala etzlo. He can roll it back to himself. Now, the Gemara brings a Baraisa that if it was four Amos away, if the other end ended up a whole four Amos away in the Rishos Rabim, he's not allowed rabbinically to roll it back to himself, even though he's still holding one end, because then there might be cases where a person drops the thing entirely, drops the whole Megillah, and the Megillah, part of the Megillah is four Amos away in Rishos Rabim, and it'll come to do a biblical Isser, a biblical transference of moving that Megillah four Amos in the Rishos Rabim. So if it got all the way four Amos away, and some of these Megillot were quite long, as we saw yesterday, so that would be a problem. The Mishnah here continues, He's reading up on his roof. You know, some people, they just sit up on the roof and do nothing, or they sit on the porch and they're just wasting time. But a Jew, they, a Yid reads scripture. Yid reads his mission as Gemara up on the roof or out on the porch. So he's reading on top of the, on top of the roof, and that Galgo will say from Yado, and one end of the safer started, fell off the roll off the roof. As long as it's not within ten tfachim, ten hands breadths of the ground, so he can roll it back up to him. So recall, as we learned in Shabbat, that Rishut Rabim, the airspace of Rishut Rabim, extends only ten tfachim in the air. So above that is Makom Pator. So even if he wasn't even holding the safer and it was sort of dangling off the roof, as long as it's not within the airspace of Rishut Rabim, he can roll it on back. But Misha once it's within 10 tefach of the ground, turn it upside down so the writing is face down and not getting bleached by the sun. It's not, you know, it'd be disrespectful to leave it, you know, to leave Sfarim just hanging open or to leave the scroll just hanging, you know, a scripture side up in the, in the sun. It's disrespectful. So you got to turn it over because you can't pull it back from Rishus Harabim. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Afilu ein mesulak min aretz elekim lo machat. Rabbi Yehuda brings a make opinion, even if it's only a machat, only a needle uh, from the ground, you could, as long as it's not resting on the ground, which is rabim, you could still roll it back to yourself. The Bartnura has, seems to have a gear sekim lo chut, a hair's, a thread's breadth from the ground, you could still roll it back, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Afilu baretz atzmo, he says, even if one end of the scroll or the megillah is resting on the Shusar Rabim, Gololo et slow. He could roll it back to him. She'ein lechodavar mishum shvut, because there is nothing mishum shvut. Now, shvut is a rabbinical prohibition to protect us from doing, so we don't come to do an Isser Deraisa. So there's no shvut, omed bifnei kitve kodesh, that prevents us from respecting the holy scriptures. So what Rishimon is saying is if you're still holding one end of the Megillah, 
then it hasn't completely come to rest in Rosh Hashanah. So even though one end is Lamaisa on the ground, there's no biblical Isser involved here, only rabbinical problem because the rabbis say, let's make a Gezerah once it's near the ground in the airspace of Rosh Hashanah or on the ground. A person might not realize that if he's not holding the other end of the Sefer or the Megillah, then Mamish, he's doing an Isser Deraisa, a biblical prohibition, to roll it back up to him. So Halacha is not like Rabbi Shimon. Shulchan Aruch actually brings Rabbi Yehuda, that as long as it's not touching the ground, it'd still be permitted to roll it back up. But the Mishnah Berua does cite a dissenting opinion of the Gra. So Tzorach Ian, ask your local posek about what to do when you're reading on the roof and your half your Megillah falls close to the ground. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Chag Sameach and be well.